Each week, we'll have a chance to dig deeper into God's Word and the book of John as we continue through this series. Hello, my name is Chad Moore. I'm minister to students and family ministries, and this is Beyond the Notes. So during our lesson on Sunday, there was a a phrase in verse 5 of John chapter 3 that I said we'd be spending some time in on this podcast, that we didn't want to take the time in that service. We kind of summarized it a little bit, but kind of break down what some of the different um, opinions and interpretations are of what exactly Jesus meant in verse 5 when he said this. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so the crux of what we need to look into today is born of water and the Spirit. What is he referring to when he says water and the Spirit? And there's really three kind of major um, groupings that commentators and, and theologians have fallen into uh, when it comes to looking at this. And the, the first one is uh, that it has something to do with baptism. It's actually not the first time in the Gospel of John in which um, there have been a reference to water being in reference to baptism. In, in John chapter 1, we see John the Baptist referring to how he baptized with water and that there was going to be one coming um, after him, being baptizing with the Spirit. And so as a reader of this letter, far removed looking at what could possibly be meant in this passage, you can see how someone can come to the conclusion that this water may refer to baptism. However, when you look at some of the um, highly respected commentators, there is some disagreement over this. And some of of that um, opinion that this water refers to baptism probably has something to do with a consistent viewpoint that water, whenever it's mentioned, period, in the New Testament, often refers to baptism, or at least that is that commentator's opinion. And and, and so there's some problems, though, with looking at it as baptism. For one, you kind of have to choose. Are we talking about John's baptism, or are we talking about baptism as a part of the Christian faith, as we do today? And so it's very easy for us to look back and trans pose our viewpoint and our perspective onto that passage and say, well, obviously, Jesus is talking about you need to be baptized and be in faith and be made new by the Spirit. Well, one problem with that is that Nicodemus would not think that at all. Nicodemus would not have any context for a baptism into a New Testament church because it really hadn't started yet. And so that is one flaw in looking at that. You have to admit that that then would not make any sense to Nicodemus at the time, and either Jesus is speaking to a a future audience or the writer of the gospel is speaking to a future audience and actually adding that into what Jesus is saying here. And so that does start to have some difficulty there. Also, you know, in terms of adding water and spirit, you could see an argument being made that therefore then you must be baptized in order to be saved. That and actually to enter into the kingdom, you needed to be reborn through baptism and through the Spirit. And obviously, we, at least at McGregor, um, do not ascribe to that um, theological concept that you need baptism to be saved. We don't see that as, as the biblical um, way of viewing baptism. 
Now, you could also say, well, maybe that's John the Baptist's baptism. It's what's in light there. And uh, while that might make a little bit more sense to Nicodemus in that context, maybe he's, you know, he would obviously be aware of uh, John's baptism ministry, but it still wouldn't make as much sense as maybe another opinion. A, a second viewpoint is that the water has to do with flesh birth and spirit has to do with spiritual birth birth, and that somehow that water uh, refused to the actual physical birth process, that um, he's making a connection here between verse 5 and verse 6, because in verse 6, right after it, he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. But he doesn't say flesh here. And in fact, if he, if he was meaning to refer to a physical baptism, or sorry, not baptism, physical birth or rebirth, and spiritual rebirth and, and drawing a, a correlation between those two, he could have very easily used the word flesh right there to draw that connection to what he's about to say in that, that um, flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. But he uses the word water. And so while we um, might think now, again, transposing our own perspective onto that context, that the idea of water, because of what we understand about um, uh, amniotic fluid and you know uh, your water breaking, moving towards, towards the birth time, that we might think of it in terms of that. But do we actually have any evidence of it ever being referred to like that back closer to when this conversation happened? And the answer is no. We simply don't have other references of water being referred to as a part of the physical birth process. And so, again, we do appear to have maybe a little bit too much of now changing and shifting how we view the the immediate context of that scripture. A third opinion would view it a little bit differently and um, and, and see the, the, the water referring to similar to the water being closer connected to the spirit in that phrase and using it really of the combination of those two together to refer to a new life or the spiritual rebirth being um, water and spirit or being reborn of water and spirit. In other words, connecting it not to verse six right after it, but connecting it to what Jesus had said in verse three. He said, unless one is born again, or like we saw with Anothan on Sunday, that uh, born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And if there's um, supposed to be a connection between the way he phrases it in verse 3 and verse 5, then we see water and spirit replacing Anothan in that verse. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so that viewpoint would take it more in terms of um, what would have been considered within the Old Testament context of the viewpoint of water. And one of the clearest examples of that comes in Ezekiel chapter 36, which says this in verses 25 through 27, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanlessness. Uncleanness. Wow, I, that's a that's a long word right there. Uncleanness, right? And from all your idols, I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. And so, this 
perspective would have it as being not that the phrase born of water and spirit is found in the Old Testament, but that some of the ingredients are there. As, as the way D.A. Carson puts it, it kind of comes down to three factors, that there's a, a parallel between verse 3 and verse 5 in, in terms of water and spirit being a replacement for anothen in verse 3. Also, a grammatical concept in the word of in that that preposition in that sentence referring to both water and spirit and viewing them as being um, pulled together and combined it also lines up with jesus um, saying to nicodemus that you know you really should understand more of this than you are that you are a teacher of the jews you're um, you're involved in this process of, of educating people on what the gospel or what the Old Testament is communicating, that you really should more fully understand this. And it would make sense that if uh, if he's criticizing him in, in some way like that, then, then what he's referring to in that conversation would be readily understood by someone viewing the Old Testament from the proper perspective instead of having new knowledge added on top of it. And so... Um, that viewpoint would not completely remove the um, the option of it also having some kind of reference to baptism, but it would not limit it to just referring to baptism in terms of the being reborn of water and the Spirit. And so, like many things that we come across in Scripture, when you really start to dig in deeper into what um, all the individual words and phrases are, are referencing, and you, and you start to... Um, feast on that meat versus just the milk basics of our faith, we do see that there can be some disagreement in terms of exactly what is meant within some of the the passages of Scripture. Uh, This is not by any means a primary theological concept that we need to go to war over, that water means baptism, water means flesh, water means... um, new birth and new life along with the Spirit in this phrase. But it is very interesting for us to look into and try to understand exactly what Jesus was trying to communicate through this passage. And so I hope that gives you some, uh, some options, maybe some other things to, you know, to look into and, uh, and continue to decipher and see where you would um, fall in terms of these three perspectives and, and trying to understand exactly what Jesus means in verse 5 of being born of water and Spirit. This wraps up our Beyond the Notes for this week. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and please rate and review. How do you do that? Well, if you're listening to this podcast on uh, on any app on your phone or device, uh, look for a place to leave a quick review, and that simple step can help us greatly. You can also visit mcgregorpodcast.com to learn about all of our podcast shows and how to listen. And also, who do you know that you can possibly share our podcast with? You know, there might be something in one of these podcasts that could um, very much be an encouragement to those who haven't yet heard of them. And if you want to prepare for next Sunday's sermon and our Beyond the Notes podcast, you can read ahead. We will be in John chapter 3, verses 11 through 21. Make sure you join us again next week, and we'll catch you in the next episode.